there's a lot of reasons why you might not be on track, but why you might be in a better place than people who are on track just because of how some of these timelines, some of the income things that are going to occur, how some of these debts might be falling off at a certain time. And it's really about being aware of, well, how does this stuff all fit in? And when are those points in my life where I can really put my foot on the pedal and catch up? This is Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp, where I help tech professionals in their 20s and 30s balance a great life today without sacrificing their future possibilities. I'm your host, Lucas Caceres, certified financial planner and founder of Level Up Financial Planning, where I help educate, coach, and build strategies with my clients to help them take their financial confidence to the next level. Here's an important compliance disclosure. This podcast is for informational purposes only and are not to be considered recommendations. It is recommended you consult your trusted financial professional before implementing any information obtained from the Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. Thanks for joining Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. I'm excited. This is probably the first live Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp episode I've ever done. So let me know as you're jumping in if there's comments, things that I can address for you. Today's episode is going to be retirement savings and the rule of thumb to kind of estimate how much you should have in retirement savings accounts. And so this is something that typically I'm not a huge fan of rule of thumbs, but it's still better than nothing. So in this case, if you're just kind of looking at how this is projecting out, it says if you're age 30, you should have one times your income. And I'll talk through the complexities of whether these things make sense for everyone or in what situations they don't. But basically, that, that's just kind of just a quick example. That's the rule of thumb is you can quickly figure out and do the math without having to, to dive into the details. So if you have $100,000 of income by age 30, you'd want to have $100,000 in retirement assets. That's basically how this works out. You can work your way all the way down. So at age 40, you'd need $300,000. The tricky thing that happens is typically your income goes up as well. So it's going to be a little bit of a moving target. And one of the problems that does come up that you'll probably see as your income is jumping, especially early in your career, you could jump from $70,000 to $100,000. Well, if that just happened in age 29 to age 30, well, it, you can probably forgive yourself if you're not quite at $100,000 just because your income only just reached that level. So that's just one of the, the issues that you'll run into with the rule of thumb is it's not clean cut, it's not going to be 100% accurate, but it does give you a target to aim towards. And it also lets you know if you're off track, you should be looking a little bit closer at your plan and see if there makes more sense uh, for you to be a little bit more aggressive with saving for your retirement. So it's definitely better than nothing, but it's definitely not going to be customized to your situation as well. So that's the, the biggest issue with rule of thumbs. And another one I have, so these are these aren't my rule of thumbs. These are just common rule of thumbs that are out there. And so if you kind of look down and kind of go down the spectrum, once you get to age 70, it says nine times your income and then age 80, 11 times your income. If you get to age 80, usually you're probably retired at that point and you don't actually need to have a huge amount of resources and assets at that point because you're probably in the last 10 to maybe 20 if you're gonna live to age 100 uh, maybe 20 years left so having 11 times your income seems a little bit excessive so i'm not sure why why, why these rule of thumbs even project out that far actually the older you get the less income you need because if someone were to retire at age 65 well that's a big difference on retiring at age 80 or uh, just having a huge pile of money at that point. Another kind of rule of thumb that you can use when estimating out kind of what you need for retirement savings 
is you can reliably, if you have a diversified portfolio, a balanced portfolio, you can reliably typically take about 4% a year from the balance. So if you have a million dollars, you can take out $40,000 every single year, basically is how you'd project that out. And you could do that pretty confidently without the fear of running out of money. So you might be thinking to yourself, 40000 isn't a huge amount of money. And that's that's definitely accurate. That's not going to be enough for a lot of people to survive and, and live the same type of lifestyle they live today. But that's just another rule of thumb to just quickly do the math. Well, how much income can you generate without running out of money, without putting a huge burden on your retirement assets? So that's one of the things that when I'm working with clients that are about to retire, we, we take a look at that. How aggressively are you going to be withdrawn? Because if you're withdrawn... 15% in those first couple of years, you can really derail your whole retirement. You might have a good first couple of years of retirement, but the, the rest of your retirement, especially if you have a significant other, there's going to be a lot of stress and worry as far as your lifestyle would have to change dramatically. So there's a reason why you might be behind. You might be looking at these numbers and be like, oh man, this is not good. I'm not anywhere close to these things. But that's common. It's pretty normal. And we're all at different life stages and styles. So I think that's one important thing to remember. If you think about other aspects of your life, when you could potentially get married, if that's important to you, when you could start having kids, if that's important to you, all these things happen at different timelines. It's not, hey, you get to this point and you can never do these things. It's just how your life plays out and how things end up occurring. And so especially in the early years, I think the the 30s and 40s, if you're not on track, I wouldn't be super worried as long as you're making progress elsewhere. And so that's one of the things that you might be running into is you might have student loans. I know right now we've had the reprieve. If you have those federal student loans where you don't, you're not required to make payments and you also don't have interest accruing. So that's a huge benefit that you're able to take advantage of right now. But for most people, that's that's only been the last 10 months that we've been in this situation. And so realistically, a lot of us have been paying into student loans rather than paying into our retirement accounts and saving for retirement. So that's one big reason why it could be, maybe you didn't take out student loans. Maybe you actually paid for your college. You worked your way through school. You paid along the whole way. Obviously that's taken away from money. It could have been going to retirement. So that's a good excuse that you were investing in yourself and you were kind of making progress on other aspects of your life. And all these things are going to play out in the end because what happens is if you're being really good about it, if you're being diligent about your financial plan, as these things fall off, if your student loan payments are either paid off or by some miracle, they are forgiven. I'm holding my breath on that, but we might get some form of relief. But that is something that once that does fall off, you need to think pretty hard about, well, if you are behind, maybe a lot of that does need to go towards retirement or some other goals that are going to be coming up for you and not necessarily like, hey, this is free money. I can just go on Amazon and spend an additional $300 a month because my student loan payments fell off. So you just want to be aware if you're not on track and these things start to fall off, if a auto loan payment falls off, if you're watching this, you probably still have a mortgage and that, that's probably not going to fall off for a while. But when those things fall off, that's when you can get really aggressive. Another critical time point too is if you do have children, children are super expensive. Just the whole the whole process. You have to buy them things, clothes, uh, food. That, that all this stuff adds up to some form of income. And there's scales, right? You could uh, give them super nutritious foods, or you can get them ravioli cans or whatever. And hopefully, they're getting a good blend of everything and and not just too weighted on one side. But basically, what happens is. A lot of your resources when you have children and as you're building a family go towards family and children specifically. And once you kind of get locked in, there's not really that much wiggle room there. 
what happens is as they start to age and become adults, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, whenever that period is where they're no longer dependent on you in any form or fashion, that increases your income potentially, <laughs> not your actual gross income, but as far as your uh, disposable income that was traditionally going towards them, where all of a sudden you have another $20,000 a year that you can actually apply towards catching up and, and getting back on track. So that's one of the things that a lot of people do is, hey, we know we're not on track. We're just kind of making sure we're not derailing ourselves too much. And once once our children kind of get out of the nest, we are going to get a lot more focused. And obviously, it's a lot more heavy lifting once you're later on in life because you don't have the benefits of compound interest. But that's just a few of the reasons you could be saving for a marriage uh, let's say you want to pay for your marriage in cash, not going to credit card debt. That's a good thing. But if you're applying so much towards these goals that are short-term, kind of upcoming, that means that you're, you're, you might not be at one time as that uh, retirement savings account by the age of 30. And so that's perfectly normal. But the biggest thing is making sure you're not making crucial mistakes, you're not derailing yourself, and that you are making progress in other aspects of your life that are helping balance these things out. And what happens is as you get closer to that age 50, as you get closer to age 60, you do want to be somewhere in that realm in order to be confident that you're going to be on track. And it's still going to vary a little bit more because what's important to you is going to matter. How you invest is going to matter. If you're super aggressive, that's different than someone that is deathly afraid of investing and they're just going to keep their money in a savings account. Well, a savings account has no growth and the stock market has potential to grow and have compound growth. And so that means those portfolios are going to look different. You're going to need different amounts of starting money in order to make those things work and actually reach your goals. You could have a, a crazy, awesome kind of vision for what retirement's going to look like. You could want to retire early. All these things are going to change these target points and, and target timelines too, as far as when you're going to pull the trigger and start to do those things. So that all is going to impact whether or not these numbers are 100% accurate for you, but definitely just use them as a baseline. And then when it is important, when you do feel like you have capacity, start getting into the weeds and the details a little bit more and say, hey, because we want to do X, Y, and Z, we, we probably need more than what we're actually seeing here. Or you could just say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to live the most calm and, and boring life in retirement. I'm not worried about if at age 60, I only have six times or five times because I'm, I'm more than happy to live in office social security than having a little bit more for funny money, but I'm not looking to do anything extravagant or crazy. So it does have to be customized to you, especially the closer you get. There's there's a lot of other reasons too. You could just be having a late start. It's hard. One of the biggest issues with college is, yes, you come out and you might have a wide range of skills, but knowing exactly what you want to be, knowing exactly what career you want to be in the rest of your life, all these things vary substantially. And you might not have had that kind of clean step. I work with a lot of boot camp. I'm friends with a lot of boot camp grads as well. And basically their income jumps ridiculously. So maybe the first five years, 10 years, 15 years of their, their career, they were doing fine. They were getting by. They weren't going backwards in the debt too bad, but they weren't making progress. They didn't have enough ex excess funds, excess income to be able to really apply towards retirement savings. And then all of a sudden they change careers and their income boosts. That's a reason why you might be behind, but that's also a reason why you can catch up. One of my recent clients who is a bootcamp grad, it's pretty cool because he was used to living off a, a much smaller income. And so now that his income, I think it's about doubled by this time after just a year and a half, he wasn't used to living off of $110,000. He was used to living off of $50,000. And so he increased his lifestyle a little bit 
but then he has a whole bunch of room to quickly pay off student loan debt, quickly start saving pretty aggressively. And he was definitely not on track for as far as these retirement savings rule of thumbs, but he's quickly going to outpace people even that were on track because he just made such a change in his life and he didn't change his expenses to that same level. So he's going to not only catch up, they're going to be doing some cool sabbaticals for like a whole year and kind of travel to South America. So like there, there's a lot of cool things you can do and there's a lot of reasons why you might not be on track, but why you might be in a better place than people who are on track just because of how some of these timelines, some of the income things that are going to occur, how some of these debts might be falling off at a certain time. And it's really about being aware of, well, how does this stuff all fit in? And when are those points in my life where I can really put my foot on the pedal and catch up? I run occasionally. Sometimes I'm really into running, but that's one of the things that if I feel like I have a boost of energy or, or something, maybe maybe the, the clouds come over, you get some cloud cover, it's not as heated then I'm like, all right, I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm going to push myself to run a little bit harder. And those types of things occur in life. And it's just being aware of how you're feeling, how you're going to react. And then also when these things come up, right now we're coming into bonus season. Well, if you save more of that bonus than you traditionally would have, well, you're actually going to be better off than you would have projected to be previously. Because if you're actively making that decision, you know what? I always spend the bonus every single year, but this year I'm feeling like I'm going to put a a little bit more towards retirement savings or pay the emergency savings, do things that you typically wouldn't do and actually increase the ability to actually start planning and, and making better financial moves. That's going to really help you along the way. And yeah, there, there's going to be all different kinds of goals. Your goals are going to be different than other people's. I talked about retirement that could look very different for you. And it's just being aware if you know that your retirement is going to be above a normal retirement, then you probably need above these income multiples of what we're looking at. So that's important to be aware of. And the biggest thing is just starting to get clear, starting to think more proactively as far as, hey, where am I at? Am I on track? If you're not on track, how am I going to be able to catch up? And what are the, the actions? What are those pivotal moments where I know if this happens, I'm going to start making progress. I'm going to start catching up this way. And if you don't have that clear visibility of how you can do those things, you need to just definitely start figuring it out because the worst thing, one of the reasons why I started Level Up Financial Planning is we would only work with traditional people about to retire. So in late 50s, 60s, and there would be people that come in and be like, oh, I have $100,000 and I want to retire in two years, or I just got laid off. Can I retire now? And unfortunately, the answer was no, not, not with the lifestyle you've been living. You've been used to living off $120,000 a year. And if you retire now, you're going to have to live off of $12,000 a year plus social security, but social security is not going to start for five years for you. So these things do not match up. And I hated having those conversations. So level up allowed me to actually work with people younger so I can catch them in their twenties and thirties and really get them on track, get them on that path to feeling confident. So they don't have to be late later on in life being like, Hey, I'm not on track. This stinks. I, I just got laid off. Now I still have to figure out how work is going to be solved and all that. So Biggest thing is just get clear, get started as soon as possible and start making progress and use these things as parameters. But once you get more focused and clear on what you're actually trying to achieve, if you want more as far as the, the goals, if your goals are a lot more aggressive, a lot more uh, crazy ideas, that's perfectly fine. You can definitely do those things. It just means that you need to be more aggressive. You need to be more intentional today to put yourself in that position to, to make those things a reality. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit different doing it live, but I was glad to incorporate this into the 30 days of live I'm doing for November challenge. Let me know if there's one final 
personal finance kind of podcast episode you want me to do before I close out season two. And then I'll take a hiatus and come back for season three, probably the springtime of 2021. So thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for listening to Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp. You can find show notes by visiting levelupfinancialplanning.com and finding the podcast page. You'll also be able to find strategy guides, videos, and cheat sheets to help you take your financial confidence to the next level. If you feel this episode has added a ton of value for you, please rate and share this with friends and colleagues. Catch you next time on Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp.